1: Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily on a, uh, a May 18th here. Welcome in. Thanks for listening, of course, and, and following the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and the Odyssey app, iTunes, Stitcher, you know, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we appreciate you listening and watching on the YouTube channel, 94WIP's YouTube channel. Where we do our video podcast. Tucker will hop on with me in a few minutes. Uh, I thought today, because we've we reacted so much to the Sixers, and there's still so much more. This offseason will be a major one for the Sixers. And, and the Phillies obviously not playing well at all. Uh, we'll get to them as, as time goes on. But I thought today, we really haven't given on on this show thoughts on the Eagles' schedule. Now, yesterday in the midday show, we did our game-by-game predictions, the win-loss game, which which I love doing. Uh, but just big picture thoughts on the Eagles schedule came out last week. I, you know, we knew the opponents already. You always know the opponents in the NFL for the team they're going to play. But then how the schedule is structured changes so much about how you view the schedule. So I'm going to give you some big picture takeaways I had when I when I really dove into the Eagles schedule. Some positive some you know positive ones in terms of I think this bodes well for them. And some that are just real challenges for the Eagles. Let's just start with the first thing and and one that should be. Likely will be and has to be a positive for them, and that's the early start of this schedule. I mean, they 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 have a realistic chance to start off five and zero. There's a, a there should be an expectation or a demand that they start four and one. And I'll put it this way: if they start anything less than four and one, considering what they have coming, which is really historically difficult in the back end of the schedule and kind of that mid to back end, if they start anything less than four and one. I don't think they'll win the NFC East. I mean, that that's how difficult the rest of the schedule is. And they're given a gift early. Now, I'll, I'll get to specifically week, week one because I think it's it's kind of more tricky than than a lot of people believe. But just in general, that five-game block to start the season at the Patriots, home on the Thursday night against Minnesota, at Tampa Bay on a Monday night, Washington home at the Rams. There's some bad teams in there. I mean, Tampa, Washington, Los Angeles, I think are all teams that will pick in the top 10 next year. Minnesota strikes me as a team that's coming way back from where they were last year and will be more towards average or, you know, eight and nine, seven and 10 type of team getting them at home on a short week. That is an advantageous thing. So I I really love how the schedule sets up early for the Eagles to get off to a good start. And it kind of goes along with what they needed because there's a lot of changes here, right? They've changed both coordinators. They have a lot of new faces on defense. They're going to be younger on defense. There could be some miscommunication could be some issues early, that they had to just you know, kind of work it out and work through it. But they are given a soft landing spot where they could probably do it and still win these games. You know, if they're playing the chiefs or the bills or the Cowboys early, they're probably going to lose those games if they have communication breakdowns or whatever. So I, I think the schedule sets up to where a good start is, is, is certainly ex- should be expected. I mean, I, I expect the Eagles to get off to a four and one start. Now that being said, I, I'm accounting for a loss somewhere in there. And I think week one against New England is a challenging spot. I I understand the Patriots aren't what they used to be, but that's not an easy game. And The Eagles open up about three and a half point favorites in the game. I think it's been bet up to five early, so they'll be favorites in the game, but it gives extra time to prepare for Bill Belichick. Again, it's the first game with a lot of youngsters, you would think, on the Eagles' defense that are going to play. Communication issues could be very apparent with about five or six new starters on the Eagles' defense and a new coordinator. And the other side is Bill Belichick. And I think the Patriots, although they probably pale in comparison to their own division, for a one-game spot at home, especially when you factor in the emotion of that building on the day they're going to celebrate Tom Brady, I don't think that's an easy game. So it would not surprise me at all if week one is a major challenge for the Eagles. You know, last year, week one in Detroit turned out to be a major challenge. I, I view the game similarly. Like, you know, will the Eagles win? Probably. I mean, they're favorites to win the game. But the Eagles, if my memory serves, were about four, four and a half, five-point favorites in Detroit last opening day, last year. And Detroit turned out to be a borderline playoff team in the NFC. Now, I think Detroit's about to ascend this year. But just last year's Detroit, borderline playoff team, nine and eight, whatever. That that could be the Patriots, right? You know, they're going on the road facing a borderline kind of playoff team that is kind of spunky, that it's it, – when you play a team like New England is now, which is not very good, but certainly capable, you know, you get them in the middle of November. They have injuries maybe the, or the end of December, whatever, their season's over. Maybe it's just a different feeling to the game. Like it's week one against Bill Belichick. I, 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 of all the spots for the Patriots game in New England, I think it's, it's a tough spot. So I don't love the week one game, and I think it's challenging. I do, though, think there's a soft landing if they trip up week one. You know, they could reel off the next four games – Really, without much sweat. So, so that that stood out to me. The other thing that stood out, and, and I think it's really important, is where the buy is. I, I think it's the most underrated thing when we talk about who's going to win the Super Bowl. If you go back the last ten years, go look at where the buys were for the Super Bowl winning teams. I think seven of the ten teams that the last ten teams to win the Super Bowl, their buys were week ten or later. You know, sometimes as late as you know. I think the the year the uh, the Bucks won it with Brady, it was like. Thanksgiving weekend, you know, it was around that time of the year, very late, ex- extremely late bye. And and that matters now, especially in an 18 game season. I mean, it is if the goal is to win the Super Bowl, if your team has a bye at like week six, I, I just think you're it's death. I mean, unless you are, are sure you're going to get the bye in the playoffs, like at that extra bye, you know, kind of reset before the playoffs or like the Eagles had last year. I mean, could you imagine being like the two seed? And you had the bye in week six. I mean, you're basically playing football from, you know, you get off, whatever, October 12th or October 15th. And then you have to play all the way until the end of January without a break. I mean, that's just a killer. So I like where the Eagles buy it. The Eagles buy in week 10 is in a really good spot. And it gives them a week off before they have to go play Andy Reid. So it gives them a little extra buffer there before the most challenging test of the season. And it's just in a good spot. Nine games, the bye, eight games, hopefully for the Eagles, another bye before the playoffs begin. But it, really, it's, it's kind of perfect. I mean, right there, dead in the middle, week 10, I, I don't think you could have asked for anything more. All right, let me get to the soft ending, and then I'll bring Tucker on to talk about um, the, the daunting part of the schedule, which really probably will define how many games they actually win and what their seed will be in the playoffs. The end of the schedule, I don't think the Eagles could have asked for anything more. So it's a soft beginning, Although I do think New England's a tough game in Week One, and then the end, I, I think if and it's very possible, the Eagles might need to win all three of these to capture the division or you know to whatever seed they're chasing. Maybe it's the one, maybe it's whatever. They're going to need all three, and, and I think they'll get all three. Home against the Giants on Christmas night or Christmas evening, whatever you call it, at four thirty. Home against Arizona, where they could be you know fourteen point favorites in that game by that point, and then at the Giants in Week 18. Now, is it a little weird playing the same team in the division twice in three weeks? Yeah, it's a little tricky. We've seen this in the last couple of years a lot. But I do think the Giants take a step back this year. Their schedule is so amazingly tough early, seven of their first ten on the road, that it's like they could be buried by you know by Thanksgiving, and then it's who knows what they look like in the last few weeks of the season. I think it's a really great time to have the Giants twice, especially if the Eagles really need those games. So I think the ending and the beginning is where – the Eagles will really do their damage and, and can kind of matriculate their way through the middle. As long as they don't just fall on their face, they're going to be fine. But I like those last three games there. You know, Giants at home, Cardinals at home, probably the worst team in the NFL, and then they have to go to the Giants. And, and who knows? Maybe they won't need the game. Maybe they'll have number one seed wrapped up again or wrapped up this year before that. But if they need the game, we know they could beat the Giants. They beat the Giants for a long time now, and I do think the Giants take a step back. So, so I like that. So that, that all stands out. Um, but Tucker I wanted to bring you on to talk about that middle because man of all the schedules you and I have talked about over the years by the last four or five schedules we've broken down together I've never seen a stretch like this like Ruben Frank had a note and it's probably a little bit cherry-picked because there's 17 games now right so there's just more opportunity for teams to win 12 or 13 games but like they're facing I think what four or five teams in a row that won at least 12 games last year that's We might never see that again. Like That part I'm talking about, Dallas, so, so week nine, Dallas, then the bye, then Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, Dallas. And most people don't even include a trip to Seattle after that in this conversation, but you could throw that
0: in there too. It's just, it's a crazy tough stretch of the schedule. Yeah, I mean, it's something you mentioned. It's something we've never really seen before, and it makes that beginning uh, of the schedule, so much more important because if you look at at the um, strength of schedule for the Eagles early on, and I like using strength of schedule based on um, Vegas win totals for 2023 as opposed to winning percentage last year, because a lot of these teams are different. I think they have the second easiest schedule if you use that metric from week one through six. And even though we can talk about them, you know, playing the Patriots on the road or, or having the Vikings at home there's no time for a Super Bowl hangover, which is something we see quite a bit for from teams um, who have kind of that truncated off season, like the Eagles, and if you don't get off to a hot start, I mean, it comes up quick, because after those first six games, you have that huge stretch, and I think the season kind of comes down, you know, we talked last year that that home game versus the Cowboys in the middle of the season, well, it was kind of the, the crucial pivotal point for this team, really putting the division away early, and Um, being able to to kind of stay in the driver's seat for the first seed. I feel the same way about that first Cowboys game. When when you get them at home before the bye on November 5th, if you can take care of that and you can win that, I just don't know if you're going to be able to go there after playing the Chiefs, Bills and 49ers in in three straight weeks, be able to go to Dallas on Sunday Night Football and and beat them on the road after a ridiculous tough stretch like that. I, I just... It's going to be tough. And for a team that everyone talked about how easy their schedule was last year, I'm sure they're welcome the challenge. I'm sure Jalen Hurts is excited to go out and play a Chiefs team that beat him in the Super Bowl to play against Josh Allen, maybe play against a full strength 49ers team and beat them so they can stop whining about how they were robbed, uh, you know, in, in January. But you're, you're right. It, it's a, It's a stretch of the schedule that I don't think we've ever really seen a team really go through and for all the talk about them having a first place schedule, it's not really because they have a first place schedule, right? Only the chiefs game on the schedules because they won the division last year. Other than that, you know, all these teams, the, the bills, uh, Cowboys is a division game. Everyone in the division has to play the 49ers because they're matched up with the NFC West this year. You know, the NFC East had a really, really high win percentage last year. You know, they had three teams make the playoffs I have a feeling it's going to be a different story this year, just based on how tough the schedule is when you're matched up with the NFC West, when you're matched up um, with the AFC East, and you have to go against Miami and New England and Buffalo and possibly the Jets there and Rodgers are, are even better. I don't think we're going to see you know, three 10-win teams in this division. It could kind of look like it did a couple of years ago, where if you get to 10-7, and seven, that's good enough to win it.
1: It, it could, and it's almost becoming a little bit like college football now because, you know, they flip, right? There's nine and nine road games one year, eight road games the next year. It's almost like in college you could almost predict, like, who's going to be the best team in a conference a year out just based on, well, how many seniors are they going to have? How many home games are they going to have? Are they going to face that team? You know, let's just use Michigan, just an example off the top of my head, or Penn State, right? Do they have to go to Ohio State and Michigan, or do they get them at home? Like, it's kind of one of those things, and this just sets up – to Tucker's point for the NFC East and obviously for the Eagles specifically, you know, it's not just cuz they want to to the Super Bowl, but it's just it's the cyclical nature of the schedule. Okay, this year is more road games than home games. That's tougher. This year is the AFC, you know, this year is the AFC East, which is one of the best divisions in football. I mean, the AFC East, the Patriots are probably the worst team. They have the lowest win total right now if you look at Vegas. The Patriots are not a bad football team. Like it's Bill Belichick. They're not going to win 5 games. So, if if that's the division you have to face, it's just going to be harder. So, and, and obviously the Jets now have gone from, well, they're good defensively, but they're off on offense. So they have Aaron Rodgers. So there's going to be a baseline to where they're, they're a competitive football team every single week. It's a tough schedule. I mean, we, you know, we don't – it's not – it's just the reality. Like it's a tough schedule. Now, are the Eagles good enough to navigate this? I, I do think they are. As far as wins, now I'm, we played the win-loss game in the midday show yesterday, and we did it as a consensus show. But when I did my own, I came up with eleven. And 11 probably feels like a big drop from 14 it is. It's 3 games. But but I I feel like this schedule plus the changes, the youth, it feels like an 11 win schedule for me when I look at it. And I think they have the talent to be more and if they could somehow get through that early stretch 5 and 0 instead of 4 and 1 or whatever, maybe they could get to 12. Um but I you know, you look around the NFC, I think this is going to be a year where tiebreakers win divisions, maybe the NFC East I think tiebreakers could win the number one seed. I don't don't know if it's going to be a year where someone just climbs over one. When the 49ers are going to start, Sam Darnold will start this season. I really like the Lions, but it's the Lions. Like, are the Lions going to reel off 14 wins? Probably not. Maybe their ceiling is like 12. So this could be one of those years where it's tiebreakers. So these NFC matchups are head-to-head. It's all going to be so big. I, I do think early is where the Eagles got to make their money. That tough stretch is tough. And don't forget that Seattle game. The other thing, just quickly to note at the end here, only three 1 o'clock Sunday games. So get ready for a whole different kind of schedule of the season as we watch it as fans. That 1 o'clock Sunday thing, it's basically dead. Only three out of the 17 will be 1 o'clock Sunday games. It's a tough Eagle schedule, but it's a fun one. I mean, that'll be a fun litmus test stretch from that Cowboys thing all the way to the middle of December before Christmas with a game at Seattle. It'll be fun. I mean, hopefully they they, they survive it, but it'll be a lot of fun and they'll be battle-tested for when the playoffs begin Back on WIP Daily tomorrow. Appreciate everyone listening. Follow the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, watch on our 94 WIP YouTube channel. Thank you for listening.